0: day and welcome to the Morning Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Steele Gray. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. Today's topic is kind of a deep one. And as I am filled with emotion recording it already in the first two sentences, I want to warn you ahead of time that this topic may hit you closer than you think, or it may just breeze right by you. One thing for sure, I'm recording it for self-preservation, and I'm recording it so that anyone that hears it can just think about it a little bit more. The topic today is blocked love. Now, the reason why this is uh, important, or the reason why I'm doing this, is because I read an article that really, really opened my mind up a couple days ago, and I wanted to share it with all of you and kind of unpack it a little bit. This article is written by a man named Neil Patel, and the topic of the article is, Anger is Blocked Love. It says, the more unconditional love your ego can block, convert into anger, and store in its repugnant reservoir of rage, the more angrier a person you will become. This anger will predominate either internally or externally, depending on a personal, on personality factors. The job of the ego is to convince you that love has terms and conditions. That in order for you to love people, they must fit certain criteria and behave a specific way towards you, as noted in the contract you have created with them in your mind. <laughs> this is good. A contract they have not seen, signed, or even know of. If they do not adhere to this agreement you have made with the world unbeknown to anyone, the ego tells you, then you cannot love them and they cannot love you. If the ego manages to convince your mind of the above, the soul's natural projection projection of unconditional love is unceremoniously and abruptly blocked by a descending wall of egotistical ignorance. Love, being an innocent force, desperately tries to pass the wall of ignorance, both forces are strong. As love thunders and crashes against the wall of ignorance created by disappointment, rejection, and other similar emotions, a moment of force is created. It is neither unconditional love nor ignorance, but it is a combination of the two. This living, breathing, pulsating, throbbing, and intensely emotional force is called anger. Anger is love colliding against ignorance. The ego hurriedly, collects and stores this anger as its own power for use in wrecking untold havoc in your life this power makes you violent abusive diseased depressed isolated eventually all but destroys your chances of liberation in <laughs> into any higher place in exchange for many lifetimes of <coughs> excuse me uh breathing seething pain or writhing seething pain Much of this pain is not felt or numbed out by intoxicants, sadistic pleasure, and more layers of ignorant thinking. Many of these methods for numbing the pain are addictive, poisonous, and come with their own additional consequences and karmic responses leading the human into deeper states of delusion. None of this is the concern of your ego, however. Its mission was to take you to the lowest hell in existence and keep you there for eternity. The very existence of the ego is based on your heightened states of ignorance. If you lose all ignorance, anger, and other negative states of being, the ego is completely dissolved and replaced by total soul control and continually positive feelings. The ego does not want this. All anger must be dealt with from present or past. If you can isolate someone you are angry at, you must use mercy, compassion, patience, and understanding to set yourself free. Anger is a sword you sharpen, then proceed to swallow down your own throat until your insides are ripped to shreds. If you are an angry person, but you do not know why, it is because you have a store of anger within you from past egotistical process, which you need to start dissolving by wisdom, love, prayer, meditation, humble service to your fellow human beings in need. It is normal to have moments of frustration. It is even completely normal to be a little angry for 24 hours between... Meditation and sleep, but it is not acceptable to retain, sustain, and ego-perpetuated anger within, and to have developed a view of life that feeds this vessel of anger until it spills over into a discernibly angry personality. It is then that you are on the slippery slope to hell. (laughs) It's interesting how he uses the word hell. Remember that most anger is simply frustration. You want to love or to be happy with a being or a situation. But the behavior of the focal point does not meet what you expect of loving expressions. It is because you do not understand the mind, heart, and journey of that person or situation that your love for it is blocked by the lack of understanding. It is this ignorance that we have about each other and the world that allows love to be blocked and anger to be formed. (sighs) Now, when I read this... To be very transparent, I went online seeking information on anger. I had had not one, not two, but three conversations with separate people who were angry over the past week. These are people that I love dearly. With each person, there was a little bit of a glitch, something where we both didn't see things the same way. Um, and I worked as hard as I could to overcome it. One, um, resulted in a, and two voices being raised way too high <laughs> and one person exiting the call early. One was a person who just listened and didn't say too much and then said a couple sentences and then left. And one was with a person that was getting their point across, but they chose to put their point across kind of with some daggers, some specific sentences that could not be changed. Now, as I look back at all three of these interactions, I am a student. There's no blame in, all, in, in any of these people. I'm not blaming them. However, I'm taking the time to dissect what really happened. What happened in those exchanges and how can I learn from it? So I went online to research anger on a deeper level. Like what kind of anger can I research? What is it going to tell me? And how can I be clearer about what the possibilities are as it relates to the anger in these situations? What can I learn from it? I came up with some different things But when I got to this article about anger is blocked love, that really, really set me onto a path of understanding. I remember speaking with one person in in one of these three uh, interactions. And I remember the person saying, "Um, I'm sorry you don't like that, but this is who I am and I'm not changing. And I thought... That doesn't sound like love. (laughs) That doesn't sound like love at all. But I also remember thinking how I received the sentence that they gave me before they said that. And unfortunately, the harsh truth is that we have to deal with ourselves. It doesn't matter what anybody else just did to us. We have to deal with ourselves. So this is my process of dealing with myself in these three interactions. As I de- dig deep into the trough of different understandings and meanings, I realize that anger is, in fact, block love. When we're angry, we're not being seen the way we'd like to. We're being judged. Things from the past are being brought up over and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again. Human beings are the only species that practice constantly bringing up the faults of other people. So I'll give you an example. In the animal kingdom, if two males are angry at each other, they fight, they fight and then they walk away. It's done. It doesn't happen anymore after that. The anger that we are uh, we carry around is learned right? So this is what my experience has taught me. If you watch two children in a playground, three children, four children, and two children get into a fight, one person hits the other person, they hit them back, the mothers come over, they pull the kids away. They can look into both of those kids' eyes and say, now that was not right. I want you to apologize right away. And they apologize. Within 20 minutes, those kids are playing again. How? It's incredible. They have no storehouse of anger. They don't know how to maintain it. However, as adults, we are experts at maintaining anger. Wow. We keep it in a nice little pretty box in the back corner of our head. When we need it, we pull it out and we let it all free like a 100 birds in the wilderness. And it consumes us. It consumes us beyond measure. I was angry about a particular situation a few months ago. I remember the, the anger consuming me. I remember... Thinking in my head, how am I going to resolve this? And the anger consumed me to the point where I had to meditate daily for the next seven days because something did not flow the way that I thought it would and it tanked me. Looking back, I realized that it was great that I handled it because I was thinking things in my mind that I normally don't think. Side note, one of the people that I had a very, very tough altercation with I literally have a sensation in my body that they may be thinking about taking their life and this concerns me beyond measure that's the kind of anger I feel from them but I don't know what channel to take to extract it well, I can't extract it I can only be there for them as a friend tough stuff. So back to the focal point of this particular podcast. Is anger acting as a protecting, protective unit because X person does not want to be loved, or X person doesn't think you deserve their love, or X person is dealing with multiple pounds of anger, and now this just adds to it, right? You ever notice... A happy person is mostly happy every time you see them. And a person who's not happy is mostly not happy every time you see them. It's almost extremes. Then there's the person maybe in between that's like, I'm fine. I'm just calm. Thank you for asking. It's all based on our perception. All based on our perception. And when I speak about people who are angry, they're angry for a reason. Oh, I'm not saying they're making it up. However, what we speak about grows taller. What we bring to the forefront grows fatter and wider and thicker and heavier. I recorded this podcast today because I wanted to make sure that this information left my brain and that I heard it again in another format. As I sit here and record... I'm emotional because these people are very, very important to me. And I do not want them to go down the path of more anger. But I also believe that the world is lacking three things right now. Three solid things. And those are love, compassion, and gratitude. The love, compassion, and gratitude is, it's larger than life. I say that because when we feel love, we elevate. Our mind works better. Our heart beats faster or calmer. We bounce through life with a different cadence. When we practice compassion, we realize that we're not the only person going through things. There's other people going through things. And if we sit down and look in their eyes, we can connect with them. We can feel and go, oh, yeah, I feel that too. What did you do about that? And we can move through it together. And of course, gratitude. Gratitude is simple. Just being happy for what you have right now, right? Being happy for what's within your reach right now in this moment. Someone is not breathing this morning. Someone passed away this morning. Someone just got a divorce today. Someone had a terrible car accident 10 minutes ago. And someone just lost their mother. If you don't connect with any of those things, you probably don't because you are rooted in gratitude. But you have not had those situations. They're actually not having, they're actually not happening to you. You're in another framework. You have another set of information that you're, connected to. But just being grateful, and I'm grateful to be in this world, I'm grateful to be breathing, I'm grateful to have a voice that is just throwing something out into the ether that maybe someone will grab onto. Anger blocks love. That's the concept. And as I said to someone the other day, if we were concentrating on loving, we wouldn't get angry because when we concentrate on loving, we go all the way with it. We go to a place where love dominates. Remembering that all humans make mistakes. All human beings will go down a path no one understands. All human beings will have to look back and say, what was I thinking when I did that? If we can understand that, we can take this one piece of information and we can lace it through our lives. We know our tribe. We know who loves us. We really do. And our people know that we love them. It's impossible for them not to know. But the responsibility always sits with us. I learn about it every day. As I make this podcast right now, I realize that I am responsible for the actions and the thoughts and the forward motion. There are people who are so angry that have been angry for years by choice and they've developed all sorts of ailments, right? From high blood pressure to um, all sorts of uh, different ailments in their joints and cancer and all kinds of things And many of these things have happened because of thoughts that turn into illnesses. I'm a pretty happy person. I'm happy 85% of the time. The 15% is when I have to work harder because I've allowed something in my system that comes in and infiltrates everything. Tears help. When I cry, I feel better. When I write, I feel better. When I reach out to that one friend or two friends, that know how to make, I don't know what it is. I hear their voice, I'm happier. We all have tools. We all have ways to, be, uh, to become happier. We know where they are. We go to them. I just wanted to put this topic out today, and I hope that it reached somebody. Um, as I sit here once again and say, I take full responsibility for my mind, my heart, and what I'm angry about. Will things seep in? Oh, you bet they will. <laughs> They'll come right in and kick you on the, on the head and you'll fall down. But will you get up? That's the question. Who do you blame right now? In this particular moment, right now, as you're listening to this podcast, there's nothing happening. We're in a complete space of choice. To be happy. To be sad. To be upbeat. To sing a song whistle. We are right now in the present. That's what I love. So when I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to do a meditation to these people that I love so dearly. And one in particular, a special, special bunch of energy because I know they need it and I'm there for them 100%. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been the Morning Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Still Gray. This may have been the most uh, in-depth and singular, almost longest podcast that I've recorded, especially on a topic like this. So thank you so much for being patient and going all the way through it. I, uh, I, I could not be filled with more gratitude for my listeners. I'd love to know how you feel about this particular podcast. So you can uh, message me. Uh, Comments there, I believe there's a place to leave a voicemail or just a comment. I would greatly appreciate it. Be well in your day, have fun, keep looking up, and remember, anger will block love. And what we need right now, more than anything, is love. More love. I appreciate you. I stand for you, and remember that you matter incredibly, and you are making difference. No matter what it seems like on the outside, the energy that you bring is changing the energy of the world. Peace.